0: Hello, everyone. We've got a great RBT series episode for you today, which is C2, preparing for sessions as required by your skill acquisition program. This is a second part of a really great conversation we had back in the end of June, which I'd encourage you to check out. Episode 26, C1, essential components of a skill acquisition plan. So Logan and Dan do an incredible job of bringing these two themes together and i think it's a really rich conversation when you listen to part one and two together a couple more updates news on the podcast come back next week we moved our conversation on our ethical podcast episode of the month upcoming changes to the rbt code of ethics a very fun conversation we have with christina grubbs and jonathan yelland we also have a number of great day in the life series episodes that we are so excited to share with all of you. And finally, just a reminder, be sure to check back in coming this fall as we prepare to launch the RBT Academy. Check out our last episode to learn more about this very exciting resource for our A team members. And with that, enjoy another excellent conversation. Welcome to the RBT mini-series presented by the BT Focus podcast as we walk you step-by-step through the second edition RBT task list on your path to certification and elevating your practice.
1: All right, so that brings us to the end of C1 and we're moving on to C2, which kind of sums up exactly what we just talked about in C1. And this is preparing for the session as required by specifically the skill acquisition plans. So we have some steps as well, how to prepare for a session. And at walk us through this. What are the steps here?
2: Well, I think the first thing, read that skill acquisition plan, um, know what the program entails. Um, you can act out the intervention yourself. Again, practice makes perfect. Make sure you're understanding how to act out each of those steps. Review the plan with your supervisor. Again, asking those questions, asking for modeling, practice opportunities. Um, This tip, I think, would be really helpful for me. Write out a checklist or a shortened procedural manual for yourself. Um, Those skill acquisition plans can be pretty long. I like to, you know, summarize it, writing it out step by step in my own words once I know that I understand the program. And then gathering all materials necessary for the intervention would really stink if you went to start that program and then realized, oh, I don't have the correct reinforcers or I don't have the materials needed. Um, so I think all of those would help you be prepared to implement that program.
1: Completely. And you identified a quality that I am seeking to embody. And that that is a paraphrased quote from Benjamin Franklin that essentially says, uh, show me and I will learn, um, teach me, and I will apply, but involve me and I can do. So in these situations, one of the things that I like, because you had mentioned this, was that you write out that plan specifically in your own words. And this is something that I would have to do whenever I was learning in college or in high school, I would have to write everything out and then my brothers hated me because i would go to my brothers and i'd be like okay help me study um, i'll pay you in sour gummy worms all i want you to do <laughs> is read what i wrote out and i'll tell you specifically what it is or how it is and i'd be in my room pacing back and forth and my brothers would read it out to me and i would give them the the right answer and it was something that i kind of saw as important in my life and i think that it's important for this skill acquisition plan as well and you've identified Um, it's important as well. Specifically for you, I think you'll probably be a little bit better at writing out that scale position plan because you're already ready to write out like ingredients, you know, for a cheesecake. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I feel like learning wise, you definitely have the advantage there. Um, And for this situation, you spot on covered everything. Make sure that you really gather those materials. Honestly, for me, that's the one thing that I want to call out and highlight here just because you can show up prepared, you can do all of these steps, but if you don't have your materials, boy, you're crashing like the Hindenburg, you know? like It's it's done. Uh, So in this situation, it, it is important to follow all that steps and you did such a great job of outlining that. Specifically also, the other importance of being prepared for this situation is that it really does ensure this correct implementation of that skill acquisition plan. Why is this so important? Because correct implementation really can help ensure this skill acquisition for that client. So whatever is being taught will help them learn it. And if you don't have the right materials, if you don't have that written out plan, if you don't know the plan, then you're not going to be able to help your client learn that skill acquisition plan, as well as data, which is a really important aspect here. We've already talked about this, but it will be more accurate if the intervention is run correctly and consistently. So if you can think of a scenario, all right, about specifically an RBT, talk to me about what that might look like.
2: With the data collection?
1: Specifically a scenario through this whole process with an RBT. And let's say they're going to session.
2: Okay, so let's say you're going to work with your client. Um, you arrive to session in order to properly prepare for the session. Again, make sure you read that acquisition plan, determine which programs you're going to run with the client for the day. Ensure that you have all of those necessary materials you plan on running and any potential reinforcers for the client. And then, again, read through each program instruction and ensure you understand how to implement each individual program ahead of time. That way you are... Again, able to implement correctly, that's going to help with skill acquisition for the client and able to collect that data accurately so we can see what kind of progress the client is making.
1: So spot on, what a great scenario. And if you ever feel uncomfortable or apprehensive about implementing a skill acquisition plan, remember that you're not alone. You will be supported by a supervising clinician. They are going to be your greatest asset in this situation. Why? Because they most likely have written that skill acquisition plan or had another supervising clinician help them write that skill acquisition plan. So remember to reach out to them. If you have any questions or concerns about anything to do with that skill acquisition plan, a lot of the times I'll have people onboarding and I'll be training and they'll express some, some aspect of apprehension or feeling uncomfortable about something. And the majority of the time. They're feeling uncomfortable about something that they don't actually have responsibility for. So I always reassure them that, look, as a team, we all rely on each other, and everyone has those defined roles. That defined role here for you as an RBT is to make sure that you are implementing it, making sure that you know exactly how to implement it, making sure that you're trained on how to implement it, Um, making it your own as well, which we talked about, writing it out in your own words, making sure that you have those materials. So you do have a really important part in this. And so does your supervising clinician, but make sure if at any point in time, you don't feel supported in that skill acquisition plan and implementing that skill acquisition plan that you don't just implement it. Make sure you put it on pause and you reach out to your supervising clinician so that you can implement it correctly. And in this situation, we want to make sure that you are the most supported and the most comfortable, and you will be in doing so. So that actually, it was a short one. For C2, and I know it kind of just summarized exactly what we talked about, C1. So now, um, hold on. I got to try to find my hot seat. I got to sit in it because it's my turn to answer these questions. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, I'm in my hot seat. I'm ready. You got your button?
2: All right. Yep, I'm ready. So it's your first day of session with your client tomorrow. You feel unprepared. What are some steps you could take to get prepared? Um, Select. All that apply, so there could be more than one answer here. Reach out to your supervisor with any questions. Wait until you arrive to session to review each program. Ensure you have all necessary materials for each program when arriving to session. Or read the skill acquisition plan and determine which programs you'll target for for the day.
1: Okay, so I love to identify the thing that you shouldn't do first, uh, because that's usually the, the most obvious for me, and that is you should not wait until you arrive to session to review each program. I mean, you are behind that eight ball if you are doing that. So make sure that you're doing the rest of them, which is reaching out to your supervisor with any questions, we did cover this as well, ensuring that you have all the necessary material for each program when arriving to session, and reading the skill acquisition plan and determining which programs you will target for the day. That will make sure that you're prepared to implement this skill acquisition plan. All right?
2: Perfect. Ding, 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 ding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like my button.
2: (laughs) All right, another one here. So true or false, data will be accurate for a particular target if the program is implemented differently between staff members.
1: Remember, the data is vitally important, and we want to make sure that the data is replicable. We are applying a science when it comes to ABA, so this one is false. If you are getting results like this, that means that the programs are not being run correctly or the data is not being taken correctly. So make sure that whatever data that you're taking, you're taking it as quick as possible, as soon as possible, following whatever event happens or scenario happens, um, so this would definitely be false. We do not want to make sure. We, uh, we do not want this data to be different amongst staff members. Okay, so that brings us to the end. Oh, hold on! Did I get that correct?
2: Yes, you did. Perfect. Okay, so, sure. Yeah. If if you're if you have two RBTs running the program completely differently, one RBT is getting increased correct responses, one is not. Um, that could have a question for the data, since the program's being ran incorrectly, we don't know if that client is really not um, progressing with the skill or if it's just because that impl- implementation isn't consistent.
1: Okay, good. I can, I can leave my hot seat now. Yes. Um, <laughs> we really should get us, ourselves some buttons so that we can ding, ding, ding each other. Right. Um, I'm already going to get on Amazon. And then I'm also going to show you how to do that trick with sewing here in a second. So that does bring us to the end of C1, C2. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Logan. As always, talking with you is such a joy. I feel like you have a depth of knowledge. And I always discover more things whenever we have one of these podcasts. So thank you for being here.
2: Thank you. Yes, glad to be here. We'll have to give Ryan back the reins eventually. But uh, it's nice to be the guest host for these conversations so thanks for having me
1: it is of course and honestly like i'm not sure i'm ready to give it back we'll have to see what happens you know in the future Um, but for now it was such a pleasure and i enjoyed um today immensely that does end our c1 and c2
0: Thank you for joining us for this special RBT mini series edition of the BT Focus podcast. We look forward to joining you next time as we continue journeying through the second edition RBT task list to help you elevate your practice and learn more about the science of applied behavior analysis.